This episode is brought to you by Lust Minerals. Save $20 using the code some would say for orders over 50. Today, you get to hear the second part of our chat with ex-gymnast Morgan Rose Moroni. We find out the unique way Morgan gained her mass following, a typical day in her life, her screen time's going to shock you, and the details no one shares on being a Gymshark athlete. Make sure to check out part one of our chat with Morgan to hear her wild international love story with Steve Cook. We're sure everyone listening would have seen Morgan's impressive gymnastics skills on Instagram. Let's take it back to the beginning. How did you get into all the work that you're doing now? Yeah. So, I mean, first things first, something that's worth noting is that when I grew up, I didn't have social media. I didn't have internet. Like my parents are very against like that stuff they have it now my dad has Facebook now which is the weirdest thing to me like he's active on Facebook too it gets all of the like he gets hundreds of likes from all of his friends from his <laughs> life and I'm just like he thinks he's so popular it makes me laugh <laughs> can relate my mom has yes. Instagram she doesn't want to venture into Facebook she's like it's too much but she's got Instagram and my she's like the opposite. oh really oh, he's like I'll do Facebook but Instagram's just too much for me I can't do Instagram <laughs> So funny. So So yeah, like we, when I was in high school, we didn't have internet, you know, when everyone had like MSN and, um, MySpace. Yeah. MySpace. And what's the other one? What's the other, like Facebook before Facebook? Tumblr? No. No, the Bebo? I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it was MySpace. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. So, you know, everyone had that and I didn't really have anything. I had to stay behind at school or go in lunch breaks to the library to use the internet for like my assignments and things like that. And, um, once I finished school, went to uni, didn't like it. I actually hated it so much. And in that process, I started an Instagram and I was like, okay, I'm going to post heaps of like handstand stuff, basically all my training. So, Um, I competed competitively in gymnastics and acrobatic gymnastics, which is more like the Cirque du Soleil style stuff with partners um, for majority of my life, like 14 years of my life between the two sports. And then I also played like a whole heap of other stuff, but I quit a year before uni and I kind of just did my own thing at the gym. Like I kept my skills up and I still went into a gymnastics club. I just didn't compete or, or train professionally. Um, and basically I just started posting on Instagram, like all my handstands and my flips and things that I was doing and the skills that I had, like the talent that I had, which I worked so hard to get, you know? Mm. Um, and to be honest, I was literally just posting random stuff and it started growing because people would see, and at that time it was so different. Like I do feel like we're exposed to so many different types of content these days through TikTok, through, you know, Instagram, everyone's got different things that's like their niche but at that time which was like six years ago um no one was doing handstands no one was doing flips and it was like a wow factor and my page grew really fast because of that Mm -hmm. and I had um I started working with like Lorna Jane to start with they started sending me some stuff and I met a few people in the fitness industry 
And then I signed up with Gymshark five years ago and um, started working with them, doing events with them. And it kind of just grew from there. A lot of like the viral pages, like Lad Bible and things like that would share my posts and be like, look at this girl doing all these flips, blah, blah, blah. blah. And it was great because the pages grew. But the only problem with that and that growth is that majority of my following, well, not majority, it was always half. Um, half of my following was male mm. and half was female. And to be honest, if you're a female creator on a platform like TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, you don't want male following. Like male following doesn't actually, I hate to say this, doesn't actually do anything for you in the terms of your business online. Mm. Yeah, totally. You don't have follow throughs from males. You don't have proper engagement from males. It's always just a like and a flick or, yeah. you know, something like that. You don't have a proper connection with males on social social media unless it's in a little bit more depth in regards to the skill training that you do or if they take interest in you know they're also training handstands that's a very different aspect but majority of the guys that are following someone like me aren't following me for my skill work or um like the in-depth conversations that I'd have with them they're following for the other things Mm. um which I can understand and I think that's a massive thing that I feel like I have worked on like from the get-go I've really tried to like actually consciously make an effort to build and put more time into my female connections online which is a huge thing because it's actually been way more um, enjoyable doing that than my past you know like experience with social media so yeah it just grew with that and then I became a coach with Move With Us I've since like left them and stepping into a new space with myself. But again, that was another way of connecting with females in such a positive way that it just made me feel like, okay, I'm actually doing good out of this social media thing. I don't feel like I'm just posting for the sake of posting. I'm connecting with people that are actually taking in the information and the things that I do and the training and the coaching and all of that sort of jazz. So it kind of gave me a little bit more purpose on social media. Um, which I appreciated. And yeah, now it's just kind of in a space where I'm building out a few things at the moment and keeping social media up at the same time. Like at the end of the day, I really do just post what I'm doing each day or how I'm training or the types of workouts that I've been doing. Um, But I've definitely stepped into more of, I would say, a coaching and workout style fitness Instagram rather than just those wow factor videos that I used to do when I was first starting out yeah I guess it gives people like as much as people love entertainment and seeing you know flips and all that sort of stuff the value side of you giving coaching tips and stuff that's how you build like an engaged audience and that's how people you know feel connected to you and that sort of thing yeah definitely and they can actually take that on and implement that into their real life they can't implement a wow factor video that they might not ever be able to do because they don't actually want to put the time or effort into learning that skill like it's something that and you know I still love posting them because I do think it shows I think being able to show people that this is what I can do and this is the way that I train is a huge thing because it's you know the proof's in the pudding kind of thing rather than just saying, hey, train like this, train like this, but I don't actually preach, like, sorry, I don't actually, like, you know, do what I'm talking about. Mm. I can hand, like, I can straight up just say, you know, this is the training that I do. Yes, I have a background in gymnastics. This is the skills I can do. Like, I am an athlete. Mm. I'm not just someone trying to show you guys how to work out without any credentials or any experience or anything like that. So I think, 
um, for me right now, like I'm trying to find this fun balance between sharing life content that people are interested in, like the things surrounding the visa, like the things surrounding my relationship and even just like life and home and lifestyle and all of that sort of stuff, travel alongside with the fitness, alongside with the crazy handstand videos and talent stuff, because I feel like that is me as a person is like a combination of all three of them. Yeah. yeah. It's such a unique place to stem from. Like, I, yeah, I just don't, I'm trying to think of anyone I know in my life that's a gymnast. <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> like it's a very cool, unique talent. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I love it so much. Let's, um, let's talk about Gymshark for a second. Cause yeah. you were like, I feel like you were one of the original Gymshark athletes in Australia, especially for yeah. females. Can you, yeah. and I feel like Gymshark is like, they really set the tone for like being an athlete. And I know there's so many sort of like companies that have mimicked their ambassador structure and that sort of thing now. But like, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about, like, give us the inside scoop. What is being a Gymshark athlete? Because I feel like so many people would be interested to know. Yeah, definitely. I love this question because I don't actually usually get questions like this in regards. Like the thing with Gymshark is that they have come into a space that was crowded. It was crowded. Like athleisure wear is just everywhere. You know, everyone's making new brands and there's so many already out there. And they've sat into this space where if we were saying who their competitors are, I can't really put a direct competitor with them because personally and this is this is just like fact stuff this isn't me you know blowing smoke up anyone's bum but personally (laughs) I would put you know Nike Adidas I would say Lulu somewhere in between and Gymshark is up competing with Lulu yeah you know um two completely different spaces you've got Lulu that I would say everyone goes into shop Lulu it's a shop you actually go into the shop and and they're experiencing it they work with local ambassadors they you know, they do all their local things, whereas Gymshark's like a global scale. They have the same kind, I would say the same kind of numbers, maybe if not more, but they're on a global scale. They're online. They're very inclusive of, you know, so many different types of athletes, so many different types of people. And I think the fact that Gymshark's been so modern in their way of marketing, in their way of athletes, in their way of building out their business, that's what people have responded to because they appreciate this new look on, you know, active wear kind of thing. Um, When I first started with Gymshark, they reached out to me. They just actually hired on an Australian manager, like a team manager, and she was kind of trying to build out. There was, I think, literally two two or three athletes before me. So um, they were all guys and they were on for maybe a couple months before me. So it wasn't too much time, but she was expanding it out. You know, she wanted to get a female on. She was also in chats with Georgie Stevenson at the time who like we, we did a lot of stuff with and we were basically on, I would say identical contracts in a way, like our timeframes were always matched up with the same contracts as well. Um, anyway, so they reached out and they were like, Hey, you know, we want to trial, we, we want to send you some gifting, some gifting product. And I was like, okay, awesome. Like, this would be so cool. Thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. And I did it. And I, I got the, I got the stuff and I kind of started wearing it for a bit and they were like, Hey, you know, we want to sign you on as an athlete, but we want to use a trial period. And the trial period was six months. So that means that that first six months, I, wasn't exclusive to them, but if I 
if I was going and promoting, you know, five other activewear brands, they probably wouldn't have signed me. Mm. And I was smart about what I did. Like I wanted this opportunity. It was the biggest opportunity to come to me since I started social media. And mm. I was like, wow, this could be something big. You know, I was thinking long-term. I wasn't thinking short-term. Yep. So I basically did content and I worked with them and they, it wasn't a paid thing. Like nothing was paid. Um, I did get commission, but at that time I had such a small following that my commission was probably like a hundred or 200 bucks a month. Like it wasn't anything substantial enough to basically cover the cost of cover at the cost, cover the time that I put into actually making the content and wearing the clothes and showing them and, you know, talking to people about them. Um, and then after the six months, I went to a pop-up in Australia. They had their first Sydney pop-up. And after that pop-up, they were like, we want to sign you. This is going to be your salary per year. Like we're renegotiating your contract. We'd love to sign you on for two years. Um, and I was like, amazing. Like, definitely. I didn't even negotiate it. I was just like, I'm just happy for the experience. Um, and I was just like, you know, I would love to, instead of money, like, again, I, the salary is great, but, um, I would really love to, you know, I would really love to have experience. I'd really love for you guys to take me to more of the pop-ups like what we just had because that's where I feel like I am most valuable. I'm a really, really, I'm really, really strong on my face-to-face value. Like I know what value I hold when I'm in a room with people and talking with people and connecting with people because that's how I grew up. That's where I, what I know best. Mm. Um, and I'm very outgoing and very, probably outspoken too at the same time, but I, you know, I can, I can conversate with people really well. And I think that's something that I really cherish about myself. Um, so I was like, I really want opportunities like that, photo shoots, things like that. So over the next year, they flew me out to LA twice for a photo shoot. Um, one of those times was to go and get content with Steve or another Gymshark athlete. And that's where, I, when I kind of spent some time with Steve and I guess it kind of grew out from there. And then over time, obviously that was two, three years ago, over time they've changed contracts. I've gone over contracts. I've probably done about five different contracts with Gymshark now wow. of re-signing. Um, I stopped doing two years and started doing one year with a six month, a six month negotiation every time because I was growing really, really quickly on social media. There was a time frame in a year that I probably grew about 400,000 followers and in that time, given that, you know, you've got so many more eyeballs on your content, the product, and you're bringing through more conversions, you have the ability to turn around and be like, I'm bringing in you guys this many sales and this much money, and you're paying me out this much. That's not fair. Like, let's renegotiate this. And then it would go from there. Yeah, true. Um, Well, yeah, they built that out. And to be honest, I didn't know much about the marketing plan and things like that until I met Steve, because Steve, Steve's like OG, OG, like we're talking, I was, I was definitely OG Australian athletes, but they didn't even touch Australian athletes for like probably two years into, you know, building out American athletes. So he, you know, I think when people think of Steve, they think of Gymshark and when people think of Gymshark, they think of Steve. So he kind of opened my eyes up to so many different things. He knows a lot of the guys that basically started it. Like he's good friends with Ben, obviously the owner and that kind of open up space for me to meet and chat with Ben and, and his wife and kind of build those friendships. So since I guess being with Steve, I've learned even more about their marketing strategy and how they've done things and how they value things and the little inside things that they do spending time. When I said, you know, that we were in London, the UK for two months of that eight months, um, 
we spent basically, you know, every day at Gymshark. So we were in there with the whole team and seeing how, you know, how everything runs and works and photo shoots. And we know everyone on, on the creative team, on the photographer and videographer team, like you just build out to know the team really well. And I think it is something where Gymshark built a family business. It's like that. It's, you know, none of them are actually family, but they just built it out to be like that. They've all got each other's backs. And I think at this at this stage right now, a lot of people are going separate ways. They've kind of been like, you know, we've been with Gymshark for six years, seven years now. It's time for me to kind of branch out, start again and build up something else kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, I have seen quite a lot of like uh, the employees and athletes leave as well, but no one ever really has a bad thing to say about it. Like yeah. no one has a bad thing to say about Gymshark. It's just that they want to step into a new space which I completely understand because you know if you're working I mean it's just in general working as well if you're working for the same company for 10 years and it's stagnant you don't feel like you're actually growing within the business why would you want to stay why not see what else there is out there for you to do so I think Gymshark's done a really really good job of that as a business but also taking care of their athletes the one thing that I'm really upset that they don't do anymore is the pop-up. So ever since COVID, they don't actually do any pop-ups anymore. They do smaller community events, but they're quite rare that it happens. But I do feel like that was a big part of Gymshark is getting communities together and having everyone meet, you know, their, their athlete idols, their fitness idols, because Gymshark had some of the biggest names in the fitness industry. I think something that shocks a lot of people is how much our skin actually absorbs and that it's our biggest organ. One of the best mineral makeup and skincare companies we found is Lust Minerals. It's Australian owned and made and with a foundation sold every minute, it's no surprise they've nailed the combo of long lasting yet lightweight coverage. Let's be honest, we've all tried some form of natural skincare that promises the world but does bugger all. Oh my God, it feels like you're smearing peanut butter all (laughs) over your face. With Lust Minerals, we've found natural skincare with real results. Don't take our word for it. Head to their Instagram to see their incredible before and afters. Save yourself $20 by using the code some would say on all orders over 50. It's kind of not doing that anymore. It's taken away that face-to-face aspect again of the connections between their customers and their athletes. So I think, I mean, I personally would try and bring them back. But at the end of the day, it's like, Firstly, you got to take into consideration COVID, they're massive money. You know, you spend a lot of money on events like that. You don't really get anything back because they're free events. Um, So I guess I understand on a business end why they wouldn't do it. But for me, I felt like that was a massive aspect as to kind of what set Gymshark apart in a way from all of the other brands like Athlete or, you know, Rideaware and things like that. is that global scale, but also the ability to come back down and invite people for free to come and meet people that they want to see. It's kind of like they had their own little expo. Yeah, um, yeah totally. Is, expos are kind of gone and done now as well. So yeah, crazy. That's so interesting about the salary thing. I had no yeah. idea that Gymshark um, did salaries. Like I obviously knew yeah. there were contracts, but I didn't know it yeah. was like a salary sort of situation. Yeah. So That's if they have a, like being completely transparent here, if they have um, an athlete that they're signing on for a year, they'll go off like a salary base. So they'll say for this year, you're earning, you will earn this much, which equals this much a month. Hmm. will pay you this much obviously at any time they can pull out of that like if you are you know not holding up your end of the contract they can pull out of that but they give you like a sum figure for the for the whole year so as if because 
they're contracting you. So you still have to pay your tax. You still have to do everything. So yeah. for you to say, okay, this is my salary. That's what sets you up to go and buy your own home. You know, like it's totally. just like another job. Yeah. They sign you on, but you just pay your own tax as a contractor. Yeah. It definitely doesn't, doesn't sound like a free ride. Um, no, it, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> we feel like it is actually a common misconception that content creators post pictures and make millions yeah. without minimum, with minimal effort, I guess people would, would yeah. think. Can you give us a rundown on what a typical day or week looks like for you? Yeah, sure. I've got, <laughs> I've got a list. Actually, This is my diary right now. I have like, I die, I diary out, like schedule out all my days. So I'll go back to, you know, any random day. Okay. So, I mean, usually if I'm home, cause I'm, I'm very rarely home. If I'm home, I wake up at about six 30, go for a walk with Lulu. Cause my dog's crazy. If I don't walk her in the morning, like literally she needs to go Cabin out. Fever. Yeah, exactly. Um, I come back, I'll usually sit on social media for about an hour in that time. I'll post something, you know, create the caption, all of that sort of jazz post that, which is great. That takes maybe like 20 minutes, 20 minutes max. It's the easiest part of my day. Um, and then I'll sit, after that for a couple, maybe like 30 or 40 minutes and either one scroll through my feed, save sounds for future reels for my videographer to do for me. Um, or I sit and respond to comments. So I, (laughs) my time on my phone is like seven hours a day. Oh my And that's not, that's not personal hours a day. Like we're not talking me sitting on my phone, just scrolling for shits and giggles. Like we're talking, commenting, responding, like talking with different people, setting up content, like drafting content so that not every day I have to wake up and sit there for an hour every morning and create the content or do whatever. Um, So I'll do that. That's like a good hour in the morning that I'll do before 8am. I'll have breakfast. I'll go to the gym. Everything that I do personally for me is in the morning because, sorry, that's like when I'm most, if I'm active in the morning, I will be active through the whole day. If I'm not active in the morning, I slouch and get really like just lethargic throughout the day. And that's mm. just like what I've figured my body does. I've realized that over time. Mm. So after breakfast, yeah, go to the gym and then come back and I'll sit down and I map out my blocks at the moment. So at the moment I'm doing an hour of certs. So I'm doing every time that I finish a certification of some sort in regards to fitness, nutrition, whatever, I'll go on and do another one. Um, Whether it's, you know, moving into strength and conditioning coaching or just like your basic nutrition um, certification or if it's going into Pilates or whatever it is I want to keep, you know, educating myself on those things so that at the end of the day when I do come to a coaching front and I'm like this is what you should do these are my qualifications like I'm not only again I'm not only experiencing and have done this as an athlete myself but I also am educated in that topic as well Mm -hmm. um so I do an hour of my search just getting things done on whatever cert I'm working on or whatever kind of education thing I'm doing Um, And then I'll spend about an hour and a half on Apollo and Sage, which is my swimwear brand. So that's all production orders, making sure that samples are all good, going through all of the customer service emails, going through the Instagram for that as well, posting on that as well. I do have one member, like staff member who works part-time and she does posting for me. Um, She's also a mum of two though. So, and they're both like under three. So anytime that she can't, you know, get to it, I jump on and do as much as I can. But majority of the times 
I'm jumping on and responding to people and making sure that people understand that the brand's not just Steve, I, and this massive production behind us. Like <clears throat> the brand is literally Steve, myself, and Terry, who's the girl who does our social media. Like yeah. that's what the brand is. We have a 3PL, so they do like the shipping and stuff. So we're not physically shipping out products. Yep. Um, we were at the start and that was just too hectic. <laughs> yeah. Carnage. Yeah, it was so bad. I was like, there's going to be so many, so many mistakes. So we hired on like a 3PL for that. But all of the designs, all of the back end of the things, everything that we do, talking with manufacturing teams, getting deadlines, making sure invoices are paid, like we don't even have someone who pays the invoices who does our accounts. Like I run our accounts. So it's just, it's a lot. So I'll do about an hour and a half to two hours of Apollo and Sage each day, just checking up on different things. We've scheduled out, you know, drops until end of 2023 for now. So we're quite ahead, which is really nice because it feels like I can kind of, if I want to take a day off, I can, and I don't feel like I'm behind, Mm. Um, but I'll do that. And then I'll do an hour of programming as well. So I do quite a lot of back-end programming. I don't have anything to program for right now. Like I'm, I'm not doing anything right now, but I do in, you know, one day I'd like to do my own app or my own coaching platform where I can actually provide stuff to people and it would be a subscription-based thing. So to build out a subscription base, you need to have like a minimum of a year's worth of programming. So I do a little bit of programming each day and I take a while to program my like fitness stuff because I really want it to be quality. I don't want to just do a program within two weeks. I don't want to create something in two weeks and be like, look back at it six months later and be like, oh, I need to change this or I need to change this. Like I want to be certain on what I'm doing, that it's working and that people are going to love it. Mm -hmm. So I do programming as well and I just go over that um, and then I'll go and maybe film some content separate to going to the gym because if I film content while I'm going to the gym, I don't work out. Like it's just not how it works. You're filming videos, you're not actually working out. Mm. So I'll go and film some separate content, whether that be a YouTube, whether that be um, like a YouTube tutorial or whether that be some Instagram video, or I might just go train in general to do some gymnastic stuff for a cool, you know, wow factor video. Um, All the while I'm usually vlogging because I do weekly vlogs every week on YouTube or every week or so, depending on how busy I am. Where do you find the time for all of this? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> I know, honestly, don't this even is... start me. I've been like having mental breakdowns, being like, I need a personal assistant. Oh. I need to bring someone oh, on. I really my do. God. But that's, that's another thing is that Steve and I are both, we both have days like this. Steve's, instead of blocking out like, you know, an hour and a half for programming and things like I've done, Steve goes to golf. That's like, his zen moment if he doesn't golf each day he's like I can't think straight because mm. <laughs> he's just like golf just makes you think you know you, it gives you patience but um yeah we're, we're both in this situation where we need to build out a team and we need to lessen the workload that we have both of us mm-hmm. um, maybe just a little bit <laughs> just a tiny bit honestly just a little bit would be great um, but we can't really do that because we don't know where we're going to live. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be in the US soon or if I'm going to be in Australia. But the minute that we pull the trigger on that, we'll be hiring a PA for both of us, a full-time videographer and content creator for both of us. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be something that we would build it out so that 
I have something I can talk, someone I can talk to who's like, hey, Morgan, like, let's make this video today. I think it'll be really cool for your socials. And instead of me sitting there scrolling through Instagram, trying to find a sound to do a video, (laughs) that's what they can do. Because that shit doesn't do any, like, that doesn't help me in my day when I'm like scheduling out hour by hour and I have to schedule out a day on my phone. Um, Hopefully you can get that phone number down to under seven. It's (laughs) actually disgusting. Like it's actually disgusting. I'm going to have a look right now what it's at. I feel like I've been good lately in regards to like just getting on, just commenting, just leaving, like not fart-assing around in between. Yeah. This is six hours and 29 minutes. Well, nope, it just jumped. Seven hours and 10 minutes. Wait, for today already? Oh, no, this is your week average. daily, Daily average for this week and it's down 21% from last week. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well, it certainly sounds like you've got so much on the go. (laughs) It's It's so bad. I need to get a life. (laughs) I love it. Well, we wanted to end our chat today with a little bit of fun. This whole chat has been epic and we've absolutely loved talking with you and hearing all the ins and outs. It's honestly been so like eye-opening mm. for me. I love hearing about it all. And thank you for having me, honestly. Oh, it's no. I've loved this one. The pleasure. I, usually, I have done podcasts in the, in the past where it's just kind of, it's very transactional in a sense of like I'm answering questions, but there's no really like give and take. And I feel mm. like this was, I really enjoyed this. Oh, uh, that means so thank much. You. Oh, thank you. Well, we are going to, give you some would you rather questions and you haven't seen them this is like one of our favorite parts to do with our guests i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) okay um the first question is would you rather never be able to lift weights again or never be able to do handstands again (sighs) (laughs) probably weights yeah, I, I expected you to say that. I was I like, I feel like that's like, the right thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my whole upbringing, we didn't do any weights and I was the fittest I've ever been. Like gymnastics, yeah. you think of gymnasts, none of them lift weights. They're all just lifting body weight. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I hope that's, I, I'm being very like picky, but like I hope body weight isn't included in weights. <laughs> no, yeah, I more meant like dumbbell sort of situation. Yeah, cool. yeah no, that's fine. I don't actually like... That's not what fires my soul, you know. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question two. Would you rather have to exercise every day in used sweaty gym clothes or train at a gym when no one wipes their equipment um, slash rack uh, away slash put it away in the right spot? Oh, the second one. I would go. I would. I. Yeah. I would just do that. I feel like most gyms like. I myself am like that because I'm, I'm like a, a clean freak, but I feel like most people at my gym don't do that anyway. So I might as well choose that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That really close because I'm also like, I'm someone who sweats so much. I'll be doing the minimal and I'm like dripping sweat. So if I have sweaty gym clothes, they're not just like a little bit damp, like they are drenched. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Good answer then. Oh, love it. Okay. Third one. Would you rather... Forget your headphones before a workout or work out at a gym where everyone grunts obnoxiously with every rep. Oh, no. The headphones for sure. Oh. I couldn't do the grunting. I couldn't. 
Really, I'm the opposite. Like, I was that kid on the bus that if I forgot my headphones for school on the bus, I'm like, well, what's the point of even going to school today? <laughs> like, like I can't, nah, I, but I, I know what you mean. The grunting would get to me. Yeah, it's the, the grunting. The grunting would kill me. I feel like <laughs> yeah, no, I've just had like, I've just had weird experiences with people grunting in the gym. I think it's just not. It's not a vibe. No. I feel like headphones, I agree. Like I have better workouts when I have my headphones in, but I'm also someone that like I can work out without music. Yeah. Yeah. Me. And at least you've got the gym music like in the yeah, background. Exactly. Worst That's case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, you know, so you. cringe. I know. Like no. you're really working that hard. Like don't shoot yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Would you rather would you rather come second? This is the last one. Would you rather come second in a competition knowing you gave it your all or come first but be given a handicap or head start? Not second knowing I gave it my all. I'm one thing you guys need to know about me. I'm so so competitive. Like the most competitive person that I know. I thought Steve was yeah yeah, I'm bad. Like we can't even play card games without me. <laughs> I did know this because I watch your YouTube channel and I've seen competitions between you and Steve. So I'm like, this is going to be a good question for her. But at the same time, if someone goes easy to give me the win, I'm even, I'm even, you know, worse. I'm like, don't talk to me. If you don't want to compete fully, like don't play at all. <laughs> we don't need to do this if you're not going to actually work hard. <laughs> Oh, that's too amazing. good. <laughs> well, I'd rather win and give it my all. <laughs> so great. She's a team player. No, she's a, <laughs> I was going to say, she's a winner. Player. She's a winner. Um, Morgan, it has been such a pleasure to virtually meet you. And um, before we let you go, where can we find you? Where can our guests find you? Oh, um, Instagram at Morgan Rose Moroni, TikTok at I don't know what my username is. <laughs> I think it's like Morgan R. Maroney or M.R. Maroney. I don't know. Um, email, you can email me. It's in my Instagram bio. I don't know what else there is. Link in it. bio. Yeah, link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will leave. We'll leave everything down below so you guys can check out Morgan and her amazing content. And we can't wait to see everything that you've got coming up for Apollo and Sage. And Thank for you, you and Steve, like, I can't wait to see what happens there. Fingers Thanks crossed. Fingers crossed it's all, you know. Smooth sailing smooth from here. Smooth sailing. Yeah, you guys deserve a fucking win. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that so deep in my soul. <laughs> oh. Well, have no, a beautiful you. rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. You too. Sounds good. Have Bye, a good Bye. Bye. Woohoo!